0: Good evening and welcome to the Heavy Hole. My name is Tom. I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle
1: Basketball Shorts. God damn, that's sexy. Uh, yeah, Justin, we're on the Heavy Hole now. How you guys doing? Coming to you live or something. I'm,
0: I'm
2: good. good. Good thing it's not live. Whoa, this, this, this is a little crazy here. Yeah. But that, that's the right, because death metal and underground extreme music gets crazy. And tonight we plan on taking you on a deep dive into the Heavy Hole. On our Sub-Jean Marine. Yeah. But before we do, I got to catch up with you guys. How was your weekend, Tom?
0: I went out to a bar to celebrate my friend Ray, who is not my friend, really. He's a piece of shit. But we went to celebrate yeah. his birthday. Yeah. 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 Shout, out, shout out
1: to Ray. Celebrate. That's why I don't go out much. Yeah. Loosely. Yeah, shout out to Ray.
0: No, we had a great time for his birthday. And then the... Uh, you know what? I'll get into my next night after I ask Justin how his
2: weekend was. Oh, boy. It kind of ties into your weekend a little Okay. Bit. Oh, uh, this is so good. You guys, I'm lost. You guys do what you got to do.
1: Cool, yeah. All well, right. Yeah, this is my weekend. Um, yeah, I didn't do much. I put a, a brand new hole into the huh. finished...
2: Sheetrock of my of my bathroom. We the should saga continues. We should talk about yeah. finished death metal uh, on the heavy I, hole. You're yeah, right. that's right. You're I right. put that's a
1: finish nice. hole in. it. That's all I did, heard. I that's
2: all I got from him. Is, is I'm, I'm over here thinking about depravity.
1: It was cold. Yeah, it was cold and it was dry. Um, yeah, I did. I did not very much. Um, went and saw uh, the Joker, the film that just came out, mm. Mm. and. Uh, I thought it was good.
2: Okay. And that's all I'll say about that. Controversial opinion, regardless <laughs> what you say. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> the yeah. fact that you saw it is controversial this day and age. Yeah. Don't at me. That yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I I'm interested, man. Maybe. Yeah, know. it was yeah. uh
1: you know, fun. You know, a lot of clowns out there with paint on their faces, but at the end of the day, when they wash that paint off, there's just a lot of clowns out there with without paint on their faces. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Very true. That's uh, yeah, well, the reason I held off uh, was because I felt like uh, a shame you had weekend. an you
2: had an awesome night. Um, I got to see it. Yeah, uh, well, from what you saw, it might have been an awesome night, man. It was a night fraught with emotion. <laughs> yeah. See, this. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I just
1: wanna. I just wanna give a shout out to you guys for having this weekend because it it's. I'm not mad that I forgot about this show because I will never see Artificial Brain. Whatever, <laughs>
2: like. Whatever, ha- not if I have, as, if, whatever, not a <laughs> whatever If we see you first, bro, we're out. That's why. <laughs> whatever
1: happens in my life, something, some, I'll get a flat tire. Even if everything works out, mm-hmm. I might get food poisoning. I, I'll never be able to see this band that you, I were, very,
2: like very much. I mean, that uh, you're finishing your bathroom is important, but that that wasn't like a, an emergency, right? And hell, no! It was not an emergency. That's what happened? I forgot. I got uh, high and forgot. This guy, man. <laughs> Afro man's classic uh, single over there. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it was a good show. It was it was a great show. Uh, blame God, the young guys doing their thing, record release. Uh, Piron mm-hmm. great to be uh, on stage with them again. Um, survey says you might see Piron and Artificial Brain working together again. Uh, not going to spill any beans. Love those guys. Um, we got to get out, out there again. Um, and Pig Destroyer. Uh, little band you might have heard of, no what, big deal. What are they like? Double sold out at St. Vitus, yeah. Um,
0: the billing for the the show was awesome. Shoegazing kind of moments an artificial brand, whoa, and artificial brain. Then it gets. Whoa! Well, whoa. No, I, I'm ta- I'm not talking. Hey, not slow slanderous. down. You know what I'm saying. I thought opening with Worm Harvester was a good choice. Thank you. Thank um, you. I like the the difference in in
2: the acts. So we have sad moments. Yes. The, the, I well, they have sad moments. I don't write those riffs. <laughs> yeah. They they get sad sometimes. The guitarists got you know. You guys play guitars. You get sad. I, I've, yeah. I've, I I cried Artificial Brain. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm, I'm mad enough I've, to admit. I've cried Artificial Brain too, man. Those guys bust my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, something. Something with artificial brain, man. We've always said that, like with the drums and the vocals, that's like the brutal death metal influence, and the rest of it is like a little bit more like that—that that black metal, like or melodic death metal kind of influence, man. It gets your whole body. Yeah, yeah, man. We the body of work, but and and uh, the segue, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm revving it up right now. When you add, like, when, see, I come from the 90s death metal scene. Like, I branched out, I kept up with the times. I'm trying to stay up with the kids nowadays, man. But that was when I was a teenager, when I was coming of age. And um, tonight, I want to tell a little tale, I want to take you somewhere. And, and it involves kind of like the influence I try to keep and bring in the scene, man. Uh, and, and with Artificial Brain, maybe what I try to bring to the table a little bit, man. Like, I try to school these guys sometimes, because they, they school me on plenty of shit, you know. But, like, I try to school them on some of those obscure 90s brutal bands. And that's what I want to do tonight. So this is going to be the first, hopefully, of many trips we take on our sub Marine. I copyrighted that before mm-hmm, yeah. the, the show. I'm very excited about that terminology. Sit down and yeah. join us. Yeah, and like as I, we take a trip. Yeah, everyone knows there's a million subgenres. Um, the the metalheads journey documentary series, uh, uh, the right that's what it was called, right? Metalheads journey, headbangers the, the, the journey, head, headbangers journey. I'm yeah. sorry, not to uh, disparage the headbangers journey documentary series covered that very well. How there's like all these subgenres of metal, but the thing is, man, those little splinters, those those little uh, arteries, go further and further and further, man. Like mm-hmm. within death metal, there's a billion different subgenres. You know what I mean? That's right. So we're just gonna be like you know Alfred Hitchcock and, and shine the spotlight, and and, and and Big Will's gonna crawl out the silhouette and tell you. About about, like, one uh, subgenre, one little tiny mini microcosmic subgenre, man. And something that I saw happen with my own eyes as I, like, was, like, a a youngster in the death metal scene just coming of age and all this shit in the 90s is in, like, 96, 97... Like, on Long Island, we always had internal bleeding, pyrexia, suffocation. Uh, A little bit later on, you had, like, the disfigured, the repudiation, the dehumanized, you know, a lot of, like... So Long Island in New York was a little ahead of the curve with like the, the groove-oriented death metal and the hardcore-influenced death metal. But Dying Fetus comes out, and Dying Fetus has been around since the early 90s, no doubt. But I'm just talking about the, the, um, the atmosphere of the scene, what bands were rising to prominence. Uh, within a few years, you have Devourment and the whole United Guttural scene. And we talked about this a little bit with Ronnie and Danny from Malignancy when we had them. Uh, and Joe Gordon from Mortal Decay about how the climate of the scene changed a little bit in, the, in death metal to like it was more about brutal American death metal and especially about groove oriented death metal. That was a big deal. Devourment, Dying Fetus gets huge. And that's that even at this point is like it, it's 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 it, if you're in the death metal scene, you know the deal, man. You know, you know, there was that, that the bands I've already mentioned, and then it goes on to kind of like build on that with deathcore and metal core and this stuff that I'm a little like, you know, it was all heavy to me at the time. So, you know, I don't know. And, and Justin, you come in a lot of the time with, with like, uh, the, 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 two thousands metal core and, and grind influenced hardcore and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Which is just, uh, the evolution of, of, of the foundation that you're laying right now. Yeah. It's yeah. what the quote unquote kids were doing when I was a kid a couple of years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even still, that is evolving and changing to stuff that uh, that's hard to keep up with for me, right? There's a, there's a flavor um, that, like, especially, you know, you touch, like, Dying Fetus, sort of, like, taking influence from, from Suffo and a lot of those groove-oriented death metal bands. Mm-hmm. The flavor
2: of that became so... Ju- uh, just so um, contagious. Well, next thing you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, they're touring with Hatebreed. There you, you go. know, And it's all... Mixed up and I feel like the the generations are just passing this ping ball ping pong ball back between death metal and hardcore now. And it's still going on now. Like look at the younger band. Look at like your um uh, your gate creeper or even look at Blame God. Uh, there's some bands where they're they're taking influences from the death metal from from everywhere from anything they think is cool. You know that's what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. It's good.
1: Fuming Mouth is another one that's that's out. Mm-hmm. That's really good right uh, now. But, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do is just talk about a few bands specifically that. Um, and this was also I should I should note, uh, and I, I don't know if I shared this with you, Justin. I, I mm-hmm. talked to Tom about this in a car ride a few weeks ago. But um, uh, we should know we try to stay current with death metal culture and with what's going on out there in the world. Uh, and we will acknowledge that, yes, Dying Fetus' music was used on the, the South Park uh, cartoon, right? Um, like a month ago or so now, probably. I heard about it. Yeah, I, I don't watch much TV, man. I didn't see it. That's cool. Uh, I hope John Gallagher gets the check, no doubt. Um, do your thing. Uh, and there's probably some metalheads out there that like saw that and are, are turned on to Dying Fetus, people that don't know about Dying Fetus, man. And um, I had my little a- existential crisis. Uh, trying to go to sleep that night where I said, oh, this is this is bad for the scene, Will. Yeah. This is not metal of death, Will. And Carmen's
1: just laughing in your ear. Like, yeah, yeah, to to sleep, yeah, man. yeah, yeah.
2: And, and then I remembered a few years ago, my own band, Artificial Brain, was on a TV show with our song on a little clip and everything. I can't front, man. And you know what, man? It is what it is. But what I am going to do now... Yeah, um, that's good. I wish my band was on TV. That's dude, fun. Dude, get, you know, get the check, man. Dying Fetus is keeping it real. That, that album, the, the wrong one to fuck with, I love it. Great album, return to form. But I'm here to talk about um, a very specific subset of Dying Fetus-influenced bands. That took dying Fetus and made it its own genre within death metal.
1: Like these are the children and grandchildren. Yeah, but they're good ones, the ones well, that like went, the ones that not, like.
2: No, okay, they're, they're not. They're not the children and grandchildren. At okay, all. okay, no, important. Th- these are guys who are made it a religion. Yeah, this is the followers. Let, let me take you there. It's nineteen ninety eight. All right, maybe you have AOL if you're really on top of things, but there's not much going on. All of a sudden, you start seeing these ads for death metal bands, and you start seeing magazines, and the bands are cutting their hair. Uh, they're, they're shaving their heads. They're wearing camouflage shorts, uh, deeds of flesh, long sleeves. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more of a crossover thing. They start looking like hardcore bands and skater guys, man. And uh, you know, now, now, all of a sudden, everyone's in. Breakdowns, and the New York style is catching on quick. Yeah. A band that crept in very early on and is so important to mention, Vomit Remnants. From Japan Now there's three bands I'm really gonna talk about tonight Vomit Remnants uh, From Japan Godless Truth From the Czech Republic And Poppy Seed Grinder From the Czech Republic These are all bands That I feel Took the dying fetus aesthetic or, or sound or atmosphere and turned it into like a religion almost, man. And I'm going to explain how each has similarities and and differences. But one of the main similarities all these have is there's one main guy in each band that kept it going with some different lineups and ah, yeah. a couple of ride or die members for a few albums here or there, but it's always one guy, which is also very similar to our own friend Chris Basile of Pyrexia. Mm-hmm. So, that, like, kind of a weird New York parallel thing going on there, man. Gotta you make know, it work. Yeah. The one guy that's mm-hmm. just, yeah, keeping it working through the years regardless, man. And, and in Vomit Remnants' uh, case, that's, um, I hope I say his <clears throat> name right, uh, Kaisuki. Um, Kaisuki's the drummer, always been the drummer. And he actually designed uh, both Vomit Remnants' logo and Godless Truth's uh, logo when Godless Truth converted to dying fetusism on their third album. And I'm going <laughs> to get to that. Cool. I'm gonna get to that. they converted. yes. vomit remnants starts out uh, at the Church of uh, hyper grooving um, American style brutal death metal. Uh, admittedly they you know it was it was a mix. it was internal bleeding, it was dying fetus, it was devourment, it was a whole bunch of stuff and these bands, and very importantly, a lot of these first wave brutal death metal grooving bands showed respect for um, you know your death, your cryptopsy you're your not not necessarily groove oriented bands and I think that's an important point. Vomit Remnants, um, kind of. They put out the Supreme Entity full length in '99, which was really important after their demos, which were really well received in the underground scene. And they were kind of seen. It, this is to show you how far it's come with the groove oriented death metal and deathcore and everything. Vomit Remnants being from Japan and being so. Uh, I guess influenced aesthetically by hip-hop and hardcore music and sonically by New York-style death metal. It was almost like um, a novelty. It was strange. You know, nowadays it's, it's everywhere. But they were like the prototype for what it, for like... Like now you see EpiCardiectomy is almost like the stereotype of that. But Vomit Remnants was like the real-life version of that. They were just some guys in Japan that became super interested in this... Um, <laughs> east coast death metal scene i guess you could say so to speak in the 90s and they without the internet you know they collected this stuff they 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 studied the writing style and they kind of branched off and made their own version of it um really interesting band vomit remnants in my opinion they did break up um in 2001 they later reformed uh there's a lot of releases they did splits um one of which was with godless truth and um carnivorous uh and uh but the, the main important point, because I, I, we can't spend too long uh, on, on any one band here, and, and Justin has a lot of stuff, too, for after this time period. But, Hell yeah. Um, the the Vomit Remnant story, spoiler alert, they come back in the end and kick everyone's ass in 2017 with Hyper Groove Brutality, uh, which was their full-length album on Unique Leader Records. Technically cool. only their second full-length album. Um, But there, like I said, there was a number of demos and splits and compilation type of appearances and stuff like that between. But this album, Hyper Groove Brutality, from 2017, um, one of my personal favorite death metal albums of the last few years. Such a triumphant comeback. Almost like a study in the dying fetus formula with little flourishes of technicality and... Like, kind of like every once in a while, a progressive bass line or just something. There's something uh, about Vomit Remnants that has their own signature and identity and soul, man, that I love so much. But that hyper groove brutality, at first, you might hear it and be like, this band sounds exactly like Dying Fetus, but you got to really get in there and see how they study this and they take it so seriously, man. So, that's that's my take on Vomit Remnants. Highly recommended. If you're one of these people that's getting into Dying Fetus, uh, you know, now, or or you have a couple of friends that are more mainstream commercial metalheads asking you about Dying Fetus because of the South Park thing, um, Vomit Remnants is so highly recommended, man. And I mentioned before that Kaisuki did the, um, the logo for Vomit Remnants. He also did a logo for Godless Truth when they converted. Now I'm going to get into Godless Truth from the Czech Republic. Um, The one member is the guitarist Peter, uh, P-E-T-R, Petr, Peter, uh, however you pronounce it. Um, He's been the the ride-or-die member of Godless Truth, uh, as far as I know, up till today, since 1994. Uh, And what we hear now is from their album Burning Existence in 1999. They spent the first five years of their existence as more of your traditional, um... I don't want to say technical, but very like regal, expansive songwriting, traditional death metal in the European tradition. Mm. Um, a lot of very tasteful songwriting and lead work, uh, melodic but also very brutal. I don't want to. I don't want to say technical because it's not like it was technical for the sake of technical, but very smart songwriting and interesting time signatures. Um, very deep vocals. This was um, your your death metal musician's death metal band for for the early to mid-90s. Right. Um... So that was their album Burning Existence from 99 and somewhere between 99 and 2001 where their third full length album Self Realization comes out. These guys got on the dying fetus train hard. They converted full uh, to to the religion. They got a new logo drawn by uh, Kaisuki from Vomit Remnants uh, to reflect this change. Uh, godless truth has tons of lineup changes all throughout their existence like I said this one guy Peter the guitarist he's the main guy that um, that stays and what's interesting here though is that although they go full dying fetus full hyper groove brutality east Coast style um, uh, Godless truth does it and you can tell it's godless truth they 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 retain some of that um schooling of of uh, of classic death metal guitar work uh, th- this is a guy who Grew up playing, uh, you know, Chuck and, um, uh, you know, Judas Priest and metal, and you could tell that the chops are there. You could still tell that some of those interesting um, melodies and some of those same chords that he would use when he was writing the first two Godless Truth albums are there, but he's adapting it to bands like Dying Fetus and Mortal Decay. Godless Truth, uh, real sleeper of a band, man, and people gotta get on it, and it's unfortunate too because. They have four full length albums, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about the next one after this Self Realization, the, the third album. But all four albums, golden. I, I fully 100% uh, back all four of Godless Truth's uh, full length albums, where it gets a little spotty for me personally. And you can, uh, by the way, every band I'm talking about, you can listen to all this stuff on their Bandcamp and buy it digitally on their Bandcamp tonight. Uh, it's, that's where I did all the research. All these bands have Bandcamps. Godless Truth gets a little spotty because they have tons of like free <clears throat> promos, two-song promos. They did a split here, a split there. And, you know, some of it there's a different lineup, there's a different lineup. But um all four full lengths are golden. And uh especially after this uh self-realization, they they, they stripped the lineup down, so it was just uh the, the one guitarist, uh Peter, with a singer and a drummer, and they did the fourth full length album, Arrogance of Supreme Power, which um is like their uh, powerhouse, uh, cash cow defining album for me as uh, more of a slammy, groove oriented death metal band. Uh, the technical flourishes are there, the, uh, the, the, the the beautiful little expansive musical parts uh, are there, but it's just such a great, brutal, slamming um, death metal album that takes influence from Dying Fetus and the other East Coast death metal band. Not only do you see the influence of uh, you know more brutal style modern death metal from the late '90s, but you see the influence of new metal. Mm-hmm. And new metal is very important with a lot of these Czech bands, um, like we talked about on our Ping episodes. That's listen to that snare drum.
0: This mm-hmm. is Ping. This is a Ping band for this album. I don't know. I don't know the rest of the catalog. We're gonna hear some more right after this, but that's one of the pingiest snare drums I ever heard. Um, it's kind of got that. Um, Something about is you mentioned new metal, kind of in like that um, pigsty kind of approach yeah. To, yeah. to like the space An- in the Another check
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, when we talk about the late 90s and death metal, new metal's got to be part of the equation. I mean, that whole ping series we did with Paulo and then with Paulo and Dan the second time around. Uh, you know, Godless Truth is a Czech band. They were right there the whole time. Yeah. Um, it was just an explosion in the way people look at death metal and grindcore and wrote it and incorporated other styles with it in the late 90s. So this is all adjacent to ping, you know? Yeah,
0: it's cool because it's like those bands we we're talking about. Yeah. It's also the dying fetus. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a mess of both worlds kind of yeah. approach.
1: Yeah. There's always this, there's this like fork in the road for a band like going from a, from a more straightforward metal to a heavy thing if they're doing this consciously or unconsciously or whatever. But it's you're going to incorporate more of the hardcore and 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 do that like breakdown kind of a uh, DB kind of stuff, or you're kind of go new metal and make <laughs> it a little bit more groove, you know. And I think it's happened almost with every split, you know, uh, since since the '90s, since the the you know uh, maybe since like hip hop kind of uh, gained in popularity. In, in every split of subgenre, there's like these two, you know. It's either like tight pants or uh gold foil all over print shirts or something you know it's like yeah it's 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 flat brim fitteds or it's long hair like you know i yeah. think
2: i think a lot of the check bands in the late 90s and 2000s were trying to trying to have both sides yeah they, 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 they were trying to pick you know yeah yeah so definitely ping adjacent this uh, godless truth album self-realization man right So that was self-realization, the third album, and in 2004 they put out their "Arrogance of Supreme Power" uh, full-length album, um, and this to me is just a masterpiece of uh, brutal death metal. I'll just leave it leave it at that, man. Um, it's it's and what's interesting too is it's an album that's written and recorded by only three guys one guitarist one drummer and one vocalist and sometimes uh you get such a great streamlined sound to the songwriting man this is just pure brilliance to me this album i love it
0: Everything you've played so far from Godless Truth does sound like a different band, album to album. But every
2: once in a while, there's certain riffs that remind you it's the the same guitarist. Yeah.
0: I I like it. All of them are up my alley of personal taste. uh, It's
2: a really, really good band, dude. And especially the first two albums, which I said are more old school death metal oriented, man. And you really notice the switch. Okay, so that was Godless Truth, man. A band that's so near and dear to my heart. One of my all-time favorite bands. Like I said, all four full-length albums are hot fire, man. Go get that. Uh, And another Czech band that I gotta squeeze into this segment, Poppy Seed Grinder. Big shout to Polo talan He bought me the CD years ago. Um... Band that's still active uh, from 1997. Uh, again, another band where the one guitarist named Yarda, uh, who also did a live stint playing for Alienation Mental. Um, Yarda is the like only ride or die member of this band since 97. He's currently playing with a bunch of guys that joined up in 2014. Um, they put out three full length albums. They put out a few demos. Uh, through the years and a split uh, with the Parasite uh, and Talk Evolution, apparently. But I really want to talk about their full lengths, man. Um, again, another band, all three full lengths, highly recommended. But the thing about Poppy Seed Grinder, uh, from what I from what I can tell, listening to their demo, I think they kind of started out uh, in 1998 with the intention of being kind of this more modern brutal style death metal, maybe mixed with with more traditional grindcore uh, and and the kind of Czech sound that a lot of these bands have, but. Um, n- always kind of at at that church of dying fetus in a way and when they put out the oppressed reality full length you really hear it in 2004 um, total dying fetus worship um, total total, uh, embracing it and maybe uh, forging their own signature personality through dying fetus and that's why I say they're kind of making it into its own subgenre they're not just a dying fetus worship band uh, like any of these bands I'm talking about they saw in dying fetus enough to make their own genre you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and Poppy Seed Grinder. I think mixing probably out of, out of uh, between Godless Truth, Godless Truth mixing uh, the Dying Fetus formula more with like a regal um, songwriting uh, musicianship, uh, death metal musicians angle, whereas Poppy Seed Grinder um, taking it back to more what you'd expect from your your kind of zany um, Czech Republic grindcore bands with the inhale vocals. And the the blast beat parts and the grind riffs, kind of like, like like Czech Republic bands. There's there's kind of a history of this kind of like zany little bit of sense of humor grindcore thing going on. And he, there's a little bit of that with Poppy Seed Grinder, just enough to give it personality, man. But um, a band that's not to be underestimated uh, tech, in terms of technicality, musicianship, performance. Airtight man. I mean you gotta hear some of these guys' grooves. Even even to that it almost sounds exaggerated to the point of having a sense of humor with some of the grooves and little twists in their songwriting.
0: Oh the humors of the music. Yeah,
2: Yeah. just yeah, there's something quirky about Poppy Seed Grinder, man. Really excellent band. If you're a Dying Fetus fan and you love the groove, these guys O D on that groove. Mm. Yeah, this is this is your your basketball short and blunt rap music. (laughs) Okay? Okay, so that was their first album, Oppressed Reality. Um, and then it only took them four years to pop back up with Humanophobia, their uh, second full-length album. This one, um, still no slouches, but I feel like they they just stepped it up a notch in terms of the blasting and the grind chord. This one got really visceral and fast and incorporated a little bit more of that new metal sound like I was talking about, man. These Czech bands love the new metal. <laughs> like, every once in a while, there'll be like a little record-scratching sound over a blast beat. And you're like, what? You know, but they... These guys did it, man. Still firmly rooted in their dying fetus religion that they share with other bands. Uh, but the second album, Humanophobia, I think like stepping it up in terms of like brutality and extremity, man. The blasting is there. Um, and this is maybe the album that that I feel like they, they kind of show more. Like the, the first album... Wow, I'm, I'm almost segging into your Evil Dead thing that you did on the Halloween bonus episode because the first album they were had a little bit of more of a comical edge to it, a little quirkiness. This second album, though, uh, they step it up with the brutality and they really show the the roots of that Czech blasting grindcore, like Alienation Mental and mm. like Athea Flame and those type of bands. Like this is more in line with that wave of, of Czech death metal. The second album, because the blasting is there. Um, and and I really recommend this album. I think drummers would like this album because a lot of drummers I know, they love blast beats and they love really quirky new metal stuff. So Yeah, yeah they like the yeah, groove, man. Yeah, go for it. Uh, go for it with this album. This album probably also the most ping-adjacent of any Poppy Seed Grinder album. So, in 2016, they returned with their album Bleeding Civilization, Uh, and Poppy Seed Grinder was back with a vengeance, man. The boys were back in town, bro. This is a great album. Uh, I talk about this one just as fondly as I talk about that uh, latest Vomit Remnants album, Hyper Groove Brutality, and the, um, the, the fourth, uh, Godless Truthful Length, man. This is, this is the album that's like the culmination of Poppy Seed Grinder for me. This is the, the Dying Fetus East Coast death metal as religion music style with their own uh, personality and their own signature, uh, like uh, Czech grind uh, mixed in. Um, This is the culmination of a vision. It's Yarda. After nearly 20 years, he's got a refreshed lineup um, and and he's back with a vengeance, man. These bands that I'm talking about tonight, um, uh, Vomit Remnants, Godless Truth, and Poppy Sea Grinder, all this stuff I talked about is on their band camps, uh, just just for everyone. I frequently stream and visit them just to check it out, too. Uh, So, um, but this album, a uh, beautiful album, man. This is one of my all-time favorite death metal albums. You gotta check out Bleeding Civilization by Poppy Seed Grinder. And I'll just leave it at that um, and, and play it out. Check out it. Yeah. So, like I said, man, these are just three bands that really stuck out to me in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, that kind of uh, tailed off of that one death metal movement, and and um, obviously, uh, I guess, bridged the gap between like your dying fetus, your internal bleeding, your pyrexia, and your later era deathcore and metalcore. These guys all did it something different. They're still around doing it too, and I don't really feel like they've been swayed much by the the times and the trends, man. Um, but while I talked about all that and what kind of branched out of that. When when the when the pendulum shifts back into the hardcore scene and the hardcore bands start becoming influenced by grindcore and death metal, we saw something different. And Justin, I think you're a little more familiar with that time and place than I am.
1: Well, I, I don't think it's it's necessarily uh, isolated to the hardcore bands. I think this is like um, this is one of those like uh, the, one of those forks in the road, one of those uh, you know branches in the tree, right? Where um, where bands like Dying Fetus. Uh, who were taking uh, taking the death metal sound and adding, like, slams and breakdowns to it. Uh, bands like so like Devourment, like uh, Suffo. Um, they kind of, uh, you know, for better or worse, started spawned this, this really terrible word that, that everybody kind of cringes when they hear it, uh, Deathcore. Huh. But um, I'm just I'm going to hear it tell you
2: that it's not as bad of a word as it might seem. I and feel like we're trying to redeem that a little bit with this episode. A little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. and it should be said that suffocation... It's kind of at the top of the the, the the totem pole for this whole episode too, if I haven't said that already.
1: Yeah, it, it I mean they uh, they you know they they planted the seeds, you know, yeah. very much so. But uh, shout, I want shout to Terrence. for sure. Uh, I want to talk about a band who was probably as influential, if not very very close to as influential, to a lot of these uh, modern metal bands um, coming from the the 2000s to the 2010s and all that. Incorporating a uh, heavy death metal influence, a heavy grind influence, heavy hardcore influence, and uh, really, really creating a, a unique sound that, that I I think is yet to be replicated. Uh, although you can you can feel the waves of, of what they've mm-hmm. done uh, even still. And I want to talk about a little band called the
2: Red Chord. also an East Coast artist, right? From Revere, Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts on has it has an Eastern coast so
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah which I will get I will get into a, uh, a, a genre of music called Long Boston which is coming up soon. okay but,
2: um,
1: yeah so fuck me right the, uh, the red chord um, like I'm saying man they're uh, one of the most uh, important and, and all too often uh, overlooked heavy bands of the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they came out with a, uh, a truly unique and seamless blend of death metal metalcore hardcore and grind which i mean all those things sound great right separately that's what deathcore is you know what i mean and um and i think that part of the reason why this band is kind of overlooked or not given as much uh as much credit as they should have or should be is uh they kind of get lumped in with a lot of these um you know uh stigmatized deathcore bands that came out of the the mid two thousands, like your uh, Suicide Silence or mm. Your Job for a Cowboy, mm. the, the Doom EP really Job for a Cowboy, um,
2: which is which yeah. is unfortunate because I, if anything, I would I would lump them in with like Dying Fetus and Misery Index, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, they yeah, would Misery fit a bill. Index is a, is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: they definitely would fit a bill there. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I've actually I've talked to Gunface before a, co- a couple times, and he's um, he he's an old school death metal guy. He knows his stuff.
1: The dude is the band hates death. The label deathcore, probably <laughs> yeah. until it's going to until it, it, you know, they yeah. get back together, hopefully. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, you think about that time. I, th- I, I, I kind of put them in a group with like um, Between the Buried and Me coming out, uh, the Black Dolly murder on uh, on Hollowed and, and Miasma. Yeah. Um, Animosity. Mm-hmm. From uh Bay Area.
2: Even Cattle De Cap was kind of in Catt- that in yeah. that generation.
1: Cattle De Cap, yep. Pig Destroyer, mm-hmm. uh, Despised Icon, right? Yeah. Like you know, these mm-hmm. like really heavy hitters of the young of, of young heavy bands coming out, um, that like early to late nineties, really early two thousands, mid two thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, so the Red Chord, they released four albums over their ten uh, year career. Mm-hmm. Far too short. Mm-hmm. Um, you had two thousand twos fused together in revolving doors. Yes. Um, which I kind of uh, I kind of see as this this like suffocation meets botch meets like kind of a little napalm and a little of of their own shit um, proto deathcore record you know Mm -hmm. Um, and we're listening to uh, catalepsy off of uh, we're listening to nihilus off of fused together Mm -hmm. yeah something that was just kind of truly unique I think for the time um, in, in mixing genres then you had 2005's clients. Their, their sophomore record, which was um, a concept built off of the singer, the singer guy, his uh, his job at a pharmacy um, that was located near, uh, near a train station and a mental hospital and all the people that would kind of come in um, and he would kind of take these notes, take notes down from uh, uh, stories that, that like mental patients would pretty much tell him. And he was kind of comparing and contrasting how, uh, you know, the people with mental issues coming out of these hospitals kind of wear their issues on their sleeve, but everybody has issues and they, they kind of hide it, you know? So like the similarities and differences between that, um, a real like, uh, breakthrough sort of concept record, very polished, kind of the, the, the honing of what the red cord sound was at that time. Um, which was, uh, very metallic grind, um, kind of doom experimental at some points, mm-hmm. um, Again, just I, I think truly unique, and there hasn't been anything like it. They had uh, 2007's "Pray for Eyes," which uh, maybe a little more flashy, uh, a little more um, technical in, in in the riffage. Uh, you could tell uh, they, they they a new drummer had joined at that point. There was a, a few uh, another guitar was player. Like that, Brad who joined. Uh, Brad was, was in uh, Gone Clients, oh, so okay. he uh, he had left after that. Anyway, and then. Uh, they had fed through the teeth machine um, in 2009 which uh, was a very groove feeling focused technical uh, red chord record at that point I feel like that that was that that was the time where they kind of like uh, found their sound most purely mm. um, they wrote they wrote it as a four piece you know everybody was all in and it's great so I, th- I kind of break the break the red chord sound down uh, with these pillars, like these key aspects, you have, um, first of all, the the, the incredible uniqueness of uh, Mike McKenzie, Gunface, the guitar player. He's got a he's got a way of writing, a way of playing riffs that is, uh, it, it's like it's Guitar Hero esque, without being as flashy as as you know uh, someone throwing leads like like all over the place.
0: I mean, the first time I heard this band, uh, I had started playing guitar, and it nothing clicked. It was the strangest thing listening to it. I was like, "What are you doing with your guitar right now?" Even as someone who just like you know banging <clears throat> drums and shit, you can follow the drummer at all times. It was like I got lost in the wrist. Very crazy.
1: There are sounds that comes at, that that come out of his guitar exactly that are just how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. Um, There's uh you know the, the the hardcore influence or the heavy influence, uh, which are these breakdowns that that aren't really like your textbook breakdown, right? They're not like always going halftime on the China. And slowing things down, uh, but they're groovy and heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There's the more metallic grind and less of a punky kind of grind. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a quirky, dark sense of humor to everything. Uh, Like, say, Fed Through the Teeth Machine Mm -hmm. sounds like a brutal name. Yeah. Uh, It was a line from a a How It's Made episode on Zippers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Um, And then there are this uh, this dissonant riffage. Coupled with uh, very dark melodic like leads and flourishes all throughout, mm. more attributing to to the guitar playing of of days. So um, now that my mouth is all full with the red chords parts, uh, I I want to just bring to attention um, a few bands that are uh, around currently and in other forms currently that I kind of think just have have the stamp of. Uh, You know, uh, of the red cord a little bit Like if, um, like The same way a a child who eats paint chips Has a little bit of lead in their system (laughs) later on They just have, you know Just a little just remnants kind of going on Right So, the first band that I would like to bring up Is a band called Mika's Murder So, Mika's Murder, uh, out of Brooklyn, New York Uh, We are listening to Algorithms uh, The second album, I believe second or third
0: I think is it an EP or an album I forget this
1: one is an album
0: okay I think they had an EP before this I could be wrong but yeah
1: so um, so yeah this bands is inter- interesting in, in a couple of ways um, first of all just the 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 spastic kind of songwriting um, the 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 tension that builds and the uh, the combination of, of of grind and hardcore I think mm-hmm. um, you know well I'm just gonna say I don't think any of these bands are paying homage or paying tribute it's just in the like, it's in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, different from like how bands are like dying fetus, uh, uh, you know, worshippers or yeah. suffocation worshippers. Worshippers. I don't think any band's a red cord worshipper except like bands that I
2: play mm-hmm. in. But it's <laughs> it's like I I think the parallel to be drawn though is that um like the bands I brought up. That whole movement was death metal kind of, uh, Dying Fetus kind of like unabashedly waved the flag of hardcore influence in death metal, in my opinion. Internal bleeding did it, Long Island-style suffocation did it, but uh, Dying Fetus was like, yeah, we like Agnostic Front. We like this, we like that. We'll play shows with Hatebreed. We'll bring half the hardcore audience and half the metal audience, and they'll fight, but we're still gonna do it, you know? Like, they really did it. And there was a big crossover there, and um, like I said, a little bit in this episode, I feel like we're trying to redeem that word deathcore or some of those bands yeah, that get trapped yeah. under that banner. So, like, this is kind of what happened maybe in the in the generation after the bands I talked about is bands that I think you're talking about more associated with the hardcore scene, but adding elements of grindcore, death metal, and the redcore probably being the most underappreciated and ingenious band of that movement, you know?
1: For sure. Uh, and I, I just want to add, too, like... Uh... I feel like a lot of, like, the red chord is like a band's band, you know? Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah, almost I, I to their detriment. Like, um, a lot of those in- intricacies and technicalities uh, of at least what I appreciate in the red chord come from being a musician. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what's brilliant about them, also, is that you don't need that prerequisite to enjoy it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mika's Murder, fucking killer band out of Brooklyn. Um, again, just incorporating that grind, that hardcore, that spastic. Uh, songwriting, that edge of your seat kind of stuff. Um and uh Mike Keller played guitar. Uh the the guitar player and singer of this band played guitar on the red cord for a for a cup of coffee. And that was kinda of fun. Yeah, he <laughs>
0: did he did uh what, what was it? A couple uh couple tours with them.
1: Yeah, off of uh, off of Pray for Eyes did a couple of tours. Gotcha. So there is a connection there. Yeah, there yeah. is a there is a connection. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean one more thing on Mika on Mika's murder. Um you know, I I'll I'll put this in on like the fuse together sort of sound, you know. Again, you're your botch on crack. Yeah, so um, this next band uh, is from British Columbia. The band Gamora. Uh, this is a two-piece uh, project between um, Bowen Matheson and Jeff Bryan. Uh, their 2019 self-titled album. Um, I ca- I compare this with this feeling first technical metal. Mm-hmm. So, everything here is kind of like is groove oriented, but it's proficient and um, it's got that like that this this organic deathcore quality if that's if, if I'm allowed to say
0: it exists but deathcore you know that stereotypical deathcore yeah. is over polished a lot of times but so, uh, doesn't need to be
1: yeah so I, I'll, I'll say this uh, what organic deathcore quality mm-hmm. stems from taking influence from death metal bands and hardcore bands whereas the opposite is taking influence from other deathcore bands right how's that no I mean that makes sense so um, so I think this band Gamora is doing some, some unique unique stuff. Uh, I think the the heart in the songwriting is kind of, uh, gives me the same sort of feeling, like say when I'm listening to um, Fed Through the Teeth Machine, the newer record of the Red Chord. Um, there are dis- dissonant riffs, dark melodies, yeah. This is
2: interesting stuff. That guitar tone is sick. Yeah.
1: So uh, next band I want to call up is The Drip. Fuck the band. So we're listening to The Drip, their 2017 release, "The Haunting Fear of Inevitability," and the track "Blackest Evocation." So this this shit stood out to me um, as um the yeah just the way this song kind of bounces. I feel like has like a very similar like has like a client's feel has a has a teeth machine feel. Um, the song structure in that it's it's riff after riff after riff and it all works you know it all just feels linear um, it doesn't feel too much you know because there you can get into like you can get to this riff salad that's like double cob but you want that single cob and right. that's what's going on here um, and I, I really love uh, their choice when they when they break this song down they kind of mess with you a little bit and it's one of those non breakdowns where they're not going to just slow the riff down smash on the china at the halftime they teach you a different groove but it you know it it tricks the hardcore kids and the dancing at that some at that part mm-hmm. but those death metal kids you just nod your head and that's fun yeah and it's just about fun so the drip amazing band out of washington state i think they might they might have a new record out but this 2017 release very much like dripping So lend your ears to some of these nails right now. Um, we're listening to nails. This
2: is, <laughs> I, <laughs> just note this is the first time I've ever heard nails. Oh really? Beautiful. Because yeah. yeah, you,
1: yeah. you see the shirt everywhere.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I've. I I tend to avoid things that have hype, man. There's no comment on the yeah. band. It's just I've, you know, when I see something everywhere, I'm I'm going to the other, you know, the other the Hell, the, 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 the deeper deeper cut, man.
3: I
0: totally understand that too. Yeah. I forgot who showed me this band, but there's the, um. Uh, I, I don't want to blow up your spot no, here, we, but um, the, I, I, I love the, what blow I what I think that this band does really well, which um, kind of comes from what like that kind of red chord influence is. This
2: is this is a grindcore album, but it's for hardcore kids. Yes,
1: that, that's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. What's yeah. funny? Yeah. <laughs> What's
2: funny is you say that, but a lot of people who hate them would say the same exact statement, but in a different tone of voice. Oh yeah, well. I'm definitely <laughs> dude again this is kind of like off my radar like it's not you know there's, there's oh. no pitch shifter vocals there's no dead body on the cover so is there a dead body on the cover there's hell yeah, you'd, actually, yeah. you'd like <laughs> this cover <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd like this cover I'll be honest well, is this the album because there's, there's an yeah, album like, that. that's, like you will never be one of us right that's the no, other that's yeah that's the later one yeah, yeah. so I'm like alright that's cool I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm over here dude it's all good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be
0: honest though. Um, I think I, I, I saw that name. I actually like that album. Um, yeah. Not really a fan of that name. Kind of the same way. I'm not a fan. of Wrong one to fuck with. Yeah, it's just, it's just a different. Die is one of my favorite bands, and I love the album, but like just the name. You know, it's I'm a like,
2: different one to fuck with. Yeah. Wrong yeah. one to fuck with. Is, <laughs> it fits so good. Uh, you will I think never it fits be too good. That's y- why I like you it. will never be <laughs> one of us. It, it just seems too much like this kind of, like, clicky, nichey scene thing that goes on. I agree. You know what I yeah, mean, yeah. man? Like, like, wrong one to fuck with is a statement about one's self. Yeah. You will never be one. That, is, that makes it sound condescending and smug.
0: Of course. Yeah. Well, you know. K- keep in mind what I just said that y- you yeah. pointed out. When I stand entirely behind it, and I don't yeah. think it's a bad thing. Kids will like hardcore here and a little more grind. You know? Well, that's
1: why I brought in this much better uh, named album, Abandon All Life. Because um, I feel totally indifferent about it. Yeah. You could have said, uh, don't abandon all life, and I'm fine with it. The, the, <laughs> mu- the, <laughs> the music is sick on it. Um, exactly what you said. It's grind for hardcore people. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that's just fun, Tom. It's just fun. And uh, they don't do breakdowns like hardcore bands do breakdowns, mm-hmm. though. They fuck with you. They do weird shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in weird stuff, I just mean they just, they just groove a slow riff, you know? And it's... Uh, it, it it feels um, a little more thought out. It's a little more it, it's just a little more um, magic behind it. Right.
0: It's not the predictable dynamics yep. of hardcore breakdowns. It's a little more paced.
1: Yeah. Nails is a really uh, intense aggressive groovy band mm-hmm. at the end of the day and uh, I think Red Court's some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if none of these people uh, members of this band have Listen to the to, to clients or fed through or fused together. I'd be very surprised, and mm. I I'd want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> so nails, you hit them, you put them in your mouth. Yeah, you, what what do you do? You hang sheetrock with them. You might you, 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 sh- you can you could yeah. do whatever
2: you want with them. You're still never going to be one of these guys. Just finish your <laughs> bathroom.
1: I'm gonna name my bathroom after nails. You will never poop in here.
2: What if the band was really about like like your fingernails? Like it was like a nail salon. You know, oh. like like Bugs
0: Bunny, yeah. like doing the the yeah. giant red no, monsters. Like a, like a reality show yeah. about
2: a nail salon
1: on Long Island. Oh my God! I got well, I got videos to show you after. <laughs> but I also side story and uh, just this little segue. Now, if you want to join my band about my fingernails, called Club Fingers. <laughs> Club
2: fingers. <laughs>
1: My we could talk after this.
0: Oh,
2: boy. Uh, you make your own decision, okay? You be the judge. Yeah, but you're never going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so, Gaza, we know there's a strip, You know there's some is also this dope band. Uh, we're listening to their 2012 release, No Absolutes and Human Suffering. Uh, this sweet band from Salt Lake City, um, they, they use that more metallic grind and what we're listening to right now and I, and I love about this band and and, and how it compares to, to, to the Red Chord is they get, they got these droning doom parts uh, that border on, on almost like a progressive kind of thing, um, but there was there was one aspect in the Redcore that I just I thought that was that set them apart was um, was the ability to like I, I see that as a band taking their time. You, know, you take your time to to t- say the message that you're trying to say mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be hundred miles an hour. And uh, and this band Gaza I thought uh, was one of the other bands that did it better than anybody. Um, this band broke up in, in 2013 actually and uh, you might know you might not know uh, well they broke up on kind of weird circumstances with the singer Is it hot gas? alleged alleged hot gas? allegedly yeah. allegedly but um, yeah the the drummer bass player and guitar player um, started the band cult leader after this so then um, so oh. they, they kind of carry on a lot of the same elements at least for where where Gaza was going well, well wait a minute what happened we got alleged gas. Little, well, uh, maybe sexual gas. Little me
2: too, gas. You, you're the one that brought it up, dude. Come on, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Either edit it out or tell the story, man. Uh,
1: what I read in an in article was uh, allegations of sexual assault.
2: Okay, oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and I and I saw that and I go, well, that sucks.
2: Allegedly, what what, a, yeah. what do these riffs sound like? <laughs> that was the singer.
1: Yes. Was yeah, he yeah.
2: convicted of anything?
1: Uh, no, I think it was just a. Uh, Okay. He
2: got shamed out the scene, son. Okay, I, I missed this story. Yeah, got I, I killed on the Lamb Goat forums, man. He's done. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah, all right, no, I'm new just to curious. I, 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 I didn't know any of this. He right. got
1: he got buried in the sand.
2: Oh boy. Oof. All right, so Gaza.
1: Yeah, so uh, Gaza. Great, great band. Uh, drinking the drinking the Red Cord's water.
2: Okay, so uh, that that was our um, brief little uh, peek, man. We we basically just procured a few drops from the ocean that is extreme music, That's and right. and put a microscope on them to show you uh, what happens when these these little subgenres uh, evolve into microcosms of their own. Well, in the subgen marine, yeah. In the sub, we only marine. got
1: a little flashlight at the head,
2: yeah. And y- you can only see so much, yeah. But
1: there's so much there,
2: yeah. There's so much there. So we we shined our light on the. Um, the dying fetus and East Coast death metal influenced bands of the late '90s into the 2000s. Three in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin told you about the Red Cord in particular, and a few bands that kind of like carry on that tradition. Red Cord um, adjacent. Hopefully, yeah, Red Cord adjacent. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, you can walk out of this episode with the word deathcore uh, at, at least being expanded a little bit to um, to something beyond bad memes and stereotypes. Yeah.
1: And if not, tell me what you need. Like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, tell me.
2: Yeah, Justin's a man for that, dude. And um, yeah, I'd like to get, I'd like to explore this uh, subject a little bit further too, and get into your bands like Darkside NYC. I've talked about neglect on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, but also other subgenres and places where um, uh, your 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 extreme music bands have kind of like uh, you know rooted out and branched out and, and created other little uh, subgenres within subgenres within subgenres. It goes so deep, man. It's crazy, man. It's no- I'm gonna go nuts one day if I don't talk about it. So we gotta mm-hmm. do it again. Yeah, but. Um, Getting getting back into more of a free form recommendation uh, format, uh, I want to stop you there. Maybe we should do voice na- mails now. Who who's calling? Somebody's left me a message. It is <laughs> hello <What's> going on? <laughs> Somebody's at the phone. I feel like an old guy right now. I yeah, feel like, uh, feel like should, a confused old man. Wait,
1: you should right. hit like uh, just a phone ringing sample. Yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. be like, wait, what? Who's that?
2: And then just uh, start. Right. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It starts talking. Yeah,
3: it's great. <laughs> what's that? Hmm? <laughs> hey, what's going on, Big Wheel, Tom, and Justin? I just tried to call you guys, and I got hung up because at t is shit. So let's talk about some shit. Got a few things to say. Now, I want to give you guys a couple of recommendations. I'm going to start out with Pestilent Death, Chapters of Depravity. This shit released March 22nd, 2019, and this shit... He's heavy, I'm talking heavy, almost middle of death territory, maybe, maybe not. You, you know, don't put any words in my mouth or your mouth or nothing like that, but this is some heavy death, a little bit of crying influence. You can tell, definitely tell someone is listening to a little bit too much mortician, but can you listen to too much mort- mortician? I don't know, I don't know, but these guys are great. Uh, My favorite track is definitely Upheaval of the Dead. It's got this this outro at the end. It's playing a sound clip from George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. Mm. Classic. Good, good, good stuff. And I want to give an older album. Not super old, but it's that like new wave of thrash that's coming out. I want to talk about Warbringer, War Without End. Like, you want to talk about some newborn Thrash, this shit is off the chain. If you haven't given Warbringer a proper listen to, you need to change that shit right now. If you're a Thrash fan, especially if you like early Sodom or Creator, like you, you gotta get behind this shit. But I also want to give a shout out to my homies in originating from Nebraska and they've just recently located. Kansas City, Missouri. They just recently put out an album uh, about two years ago and it's Abyssal Blood Sacrifice, It's that's corroded. And this shit is the future of Death Metal. This is metal death territory, let me tell you. This is the real shit. Shout out to the heavy hole. Love your show. And uh peace out guys, much love. Ask the
2: Ask the flash reflects over the sky Rip of ashes Skulls from under brutes Into a toss and victory Blind of line Plants of slaughter For a barrage of combusted infernal gunfire Sinking British drift From all of one water Orchestrated pushes by my inimitable madness Crimson of gasp, bastard, missile of death All right, man. So thanks for the recommendations, man. Uh, We're going to look out for Garoded, originally from Nebraska. Um, And uh, for the other listeners, leave your name, man, so we can shout you out, man. But uh, thanks to that listener, man, for your recommendations, man. We're going to people that stuff. Hell yeah.
3: All right, we got another one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tyler Craig again. And for this week's album recommendations, I specifically thought of, of Big Will. As I know that he is not too big of a fan of black metal and has started to venture into just different directions with the kind of stuff he's into that's different from death metal and grindcore, I thought that I would recommend a couple albums from from the genres that that Will is trying to get into. My first record is... An, a brand new one that dro- that just dropped this year it is from a band called windswept and they are a ukrainian atmospheric black metal band and the album is entitled
0: Tyler Craig you got
2: to call back you got cut off damn that's all we got
3: oh man <laughs> oh,
2: my God. that's a cliffhanger that's a windhanger yeah all right that the band was windswept though yeah, right i'm going to look it up right now we're going to see what Tyler was talking about here big shout to Tyler man we always see Tyler on the social media man long time listener and supporter believe it's the onlooker is what he's talking about Ukrainian atmospheric black
0: metal yep this is the band February 2019 their album the onlooker let's give it a quick spin I like the way that sounds Yeah, I like the way this is recorded I'm already sold on this drum
2: sounds so nice and real
0: They got Voldemort on the cover here.
2: (laughs) That bass sounds so nice and clean and clear.
1: Yeah, really cuts nice. Not invasive. (laughs)
0: All right, we got two more voicemails. Will, Justin, Tom, what's up? It's Cody Hager again. I'm um, just leaving the fetid cerebral rot nucleus and another band, Rotted Show, here in Chicago. Uh, I had a few things that made me think of some things happen tonight. So, Fetid Spaces was wearing an Onslaught shirt, and I thought that was fucking cool because the quite
3: a moshing of genres
0: there. But, uh... Made me think um, the new wave of British heavy metal movement, and I know Will's kind of mentioned it a little bit lately, but can you just do an entire episode on the Judas Priest Painkiller album? It's my favorite from them, and I think they're a band that deserves the
1: respect. So, that's my thoughts. Later, guys.
2: All right, man. Cody thinks something, says it, means it. Love it. Uh, we could ask for it. Direct, man. Yeah. Yeah, Onslaught, by the way, great band. If you're interested in the Onslaught story, uh, we tapped into that with our Steve Grimmett interview of mm-hmm. Grim Reaper. Uh, Steve Grimmett sang for an amazing Onslaught album back in the day, but that's a whole other story that we've already uh, already covered. So thank you, Cody, longtime listener and supporter, for checking in. Um, we haven't talked to Priest really uh, at all? I, all. Yeah. I am not opposed to talking about any Judas Priest album, uh, especially Painkiller. So uh, we got to put that on the to-do to- list. On this, actually, we got this dry erase board that I just cleaned with, uh, what is that, witch hazel or something? Some very nice smelling oh, natural uh, cleanser. Yeah, it was Meyer soap. Yeah, yeah oh. it's a beautiful scent to that cleanser. But we just cleaned up and redid the dry erase board to reflect our November through December booking. And uh, we will add that to the to-do list, man. So thank you for yeah, your well, support.
0: Well, we might not do a whole episode on Painkiller, but definitely an episode... Judas Priest. Yeah. said. No. Mm-hmm. No
2: promises. Yeah, no yeah. promises. Don't hold us to. Don't yeah. hold us to nothing. Maybe we'll do All like
1: right. a Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest world tour or something like that, like a I, WCW NWO kind of thing.
0: I got one more voicemail, and this is uh, aimed directly at you, Will. Oh boy. Oh boy. What's up, Will and Company? Uh, this is Asa, friend of one Hassan. Uh, we allegedly uh, rap battled, Will, you and I, and I just wanted to chime in with a story, not unlike. Uh, yours of finding ripping corpses, dreaming with the dead in a knick-knack shop. I have a similar story, uh, but of all places, it was in Israel where I was on a family trip. I was getting super into Nocturnus, the key at the time, and I see a box of LPs outside, again, a knick-knack shop, uh, and I think one fairly religiously oriented, imagine that. And, you know, there's like Mariah Carey, okay. Kansas, okay, and bam original press earache 1990 nocturnus the key so you bet snatch that shit up and still have it to this day anyway keep doing what y'all are doing be well allegedly
2: peace <laughs> Asa, what's up man yeah i allegedly i i have i have no recollection of uh, any rap battle that allegedly took place but <laughs> uh but it might have been over the phone uh, outside the, the sidebar in baltimore if it did take place man yeah i remember that man um, wow, what a sick story, dude. That's, that's pretty crazy, man. I think that beats my Ripping Corpse story because uh, it was international, yeah. and um, it was the key, uh, a sick Nocturnus album. And the important part, he still has it today, man. My Ripping Corpse tape, uh, sadly, long lost, man. So Asa big shout out to you thanks for listening and shout out to Hassan for hooking us up with uh with Asa man and his support man and listenership man. Do we got any more voicemails? That's it right now but uh keep them coming. Uh sorry if yeah. you
0: called a while ago we've been uh kind of busy <clears throat> with the scheduling and uh formatting of the show mm-hmm. but we will play your your voicemails yeah. yeah
2: yeah that's right we've been traveling and also we've been getting a lot of suggestions people say well why don't you interview this guy why don't you interview this person over here why don't you interview that one we i'm writing them all down when we get emails and messages about it we're taking note um but the the list is a mile long already we still have people that we've wanted to interview from when we first started this podcast we have people that we, we've been playing around with back and forth and uh, you know they're busy, we're busy, so every couple of months we shoot them a reminder email, things like that. So trust us, we want to get to everybody and tell everybody's story. Uh, but kind of like what like we did tonight in the Sub marine, um, we can just tell, we can just take a little microscopic piece and show you that at a time. You know, uh, about an hour and a half or so per week. Yeah. So so we're trying, and we appreciate all you guys listening and supporting and giving us your suggestions. Um, and uh, you know tonight we gave you a few suggestions, uh, a few things to listen to, things like that. So. You know, I said we weren't going to do album recommendations, but I did have one that kind of like fits with the bands I recommend. Freaking me, dude. Yeah, I, I wow, do do every once in a switcheroo. while. Every <laughs> once in a while, I do the old switcheroo <laughs> on these guys because I don't care what they're recommending. I just want yeah. to get mine. Anymore. I was just
1: gonna say like, hey guys, like allegedly is a great word. Just keep saying it. <laughs> I just love I just love hearing it. Oh it's, man, uh, it's the perfect amount of syllables. It's just when when other people say it, it sounds better.
0: Will question. Shoot! What is this snake oil you're trying to throw? It, at is, right it is it this is it this
1: uh, brand new band from Dallas, Texas?
0: This is uh, this a
1: band about dinosaurs?
2: <laughs> All right, so we got one recommendation. Yeah, I, I slipped it wow. in. These guys, man. All right, the, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we always come armed with a few album recommendations for the end of the episode tonight. We kind of me and Justin. Um, we, we, we spilled the beans on a lot of bands. We already recommended and played you a whole bunch of music. We listened to the voicemails. I have one last recommendation. Uh, it's an, it's something new that is very adjacent to what we talked about with the Dying Fetus influence bands, the hardcore death metal crossover. Um, what, whatever you're a fan of, if you're a fan of anything we talked about, you got to peep ton. All right? That's T-O-N. T-O-N. Yeah, ton uh, from Ohio, classic death metal band. Um, A little bit technical, a little bit brutal, a little bit groovy, a little bit grindy. Uh, Awesome band. You can go to their band camp and check out a whole bunch of albums. They just had a 2018 album that was cool. But they just recently released a brand new single for 2019. It's the song called Defect, and it's got friend of the show Frank Rini on vocals. Frank Rini, of course, legendary death metal singer, best known for his work in Internal Bleeding. this, yeah, but this band, Tun. this is a perfect opportunity for the newer generation, old school guys that missed it, whatever your case is, get down with Ton. Uh, if you like some of this Dying Fetus-influenced music, some of this grindcore and death metal-influenced hardcore that Justin was kicking to you, uh, I love Tun And this new single just proves that they're still back, they're, they're still on top of their game. In the 90s, before it was really popular to do so, they were one of the bands that was kind of pushing that groove-oriented death metal. And they were nowhere, they were landlocked, they were in Ohio. They were nowhere near a coast, so they were not a East Coast band, too, with that. So um, I got to push ton on you guys real quick. And for those of you who like your more dissonant and technical death metal, tunnel will get you there, man. They, they got something for everybody. Yeah. Great band. So I, I like this a ton. Yeah. Oh, you did it. So um, I, I just want to thank Justin for all the stuff you brought to the table, including that pun. Thanks, uh, But also the bands you recommended.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it was a ton of fun.
2: Oh, oh man. <laughs> And um, I want to thank the listeners for the voicemails. Uh, Tom, I want to thank you for editing out all the dumb stuff I said.
0: Yeah, I'm playing producer on this role. This you know so I, got, I, got, I got nothing to say except a little thing here yeah. and there. But I'm yeah. having fun. Thank you guys for bringing
1: in a lot of really cool music. Thanks, bud. I, I, uh, new stuff from both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is great. Um, here I am. I always thought H-Ton was the best ton. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it turns out just ton is the best ton. It's
2: a little inside Huntington joke, uh, our town here, here in Long great. Island.
1: That is just great stuff.
2: All right, guys. So that pun, a great pun, big pun, always the best pun, RIP. Tons of pun. All right. So uh, we're going to take you out now on this new ton song, Defect Man, Heavy Hole Podcast. Uh, thanks for everybody calling. You know you can catch us on those social medias. Facebook and social, Twitter and the old Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, what, yeah. What's You got that number one more time?
0: Yeah. Hit us up at
2: 631-837-3274. Landlines only. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to get get those Metro minutes up. All right. every old Podcast, we're out. Check out that new ton song defect, baby. All right, want Ton. All right, ton. <laughs> Some bands right now. <laughs> Just go out to the bars and on it. Like, re- you guys want to hear about some bands? I want to recommend, recommend some recommend fucking you. bands to you guys. I need two notebooks for all the bands I got.